I'm Pam Matthews with Eva, and I'm at William Morris in Nashville with Becky Garden Hire. Thank Hi, you for Pam. your time today. No, thank you. Pleasure okay. to be here. Yes. Okay, so speaking of time, it's Grammy week. Yes. And I want to talk about the very cool artists that are nominated this year. Booked out of Nashville. We don't have to cover the country roster because... It's the entire roster is Grammy nominated. Okay, but let's talk about uh, Bonavir, mm-hmm. Lizzo. That's mm-hmm. Record of the Year, mm-hmm. and then Album of the Year is Bonavir, Lizzo, and Vampire Weekend. Mm-hmm. So Adam Voth, yep, Matthew Morgan, yep, very cool. Um, then we go to Best New Artist, and I want to say Rosalia, even though she's not booked out of Nashville, Sam Kirby has done an extraordinary job with her for at least what. Three years. I remember when Sam told me about her, and I, I think you're right. It was about three years ago, and and I love that because like Sam has such obviously amazing taste. But like when you hear that someone's that early on an artist, and that's what's so exciting for for agents anyway to be so early on an artist, and then you see the trajectory and how it grows. And I can see Sam's fingerprints. Like, yeah, I totally can. Yep. The fashion. Yep. The whole thing. Like I, she talked to me about it in May of seventeen. Yep. I had not heard of Rosalia. She spoke May. about it in a panel at Aiba. Yes. Yep. Yes. I remember that. But but this was before that panel. Mm-hmm. This was in May of seventeen that I first. Okay. So best new artist, and then she has two nominees. Yep. Yola. Yola. Yeah. Jonathan and Sonia. Yep. So four. Four. Yes. Yeah. And then Lizzo with eight. Yeah. It's a big year for William yeah. Morris Nashville. At the it's Grammys. really, it's fantastic. Yeah. And I still think that those nominees, um, ha- I think the nominations have impact mm-hmm. uh, in our absolutely. world in ticket sales. Yep. They absolutely do. I mean, and you can see it with someone like Yola, who obviously had some street cred and and you know integrity going with just her craft, and then these nomination nominations come along, and it's just it's just going to push it to the limit. I mean, her year already was coming together really nicely, and now it's you know it's sky's the limit, which yeah. is exciting, and that's what's great for artists like that. Because, you know, so um, Matthew got on to Lizzo in fifteen is the first time I have any record of her saying him saying that about her. Yeah, 15. that might be right. Yep, um, and then even with Yola, it's. Three years, two years? Yeah. I want to say, and it could be, I'd have to ask Jonathan for sure, but yeah, it's only, it's been like a two-year, two-and-a-half maybe, you know, somewhere in that. Which is kind of quick. Yeah, which is a lot quicker than normal, for right. sure. But, I mean, two years ago, no one knew her name, right? So, and that's what's kind of really cool. I mean, Jonathan saw her in a, you know, somewhere downtown, right? Yeah, like Printer's Alley. Yeah. I, I read like the randomly. story in Polestar, yeah. but it, it was great. It's like, pretty I awesome. I screenshotted it and sent it to him. Just went, nice. Oh, but good. But it's fun. It's fun. Yep. Yep. Um, that's the exciting thing. Yeah. I think that's my favorite part about the agency world is when you find an artist like that, undiscovered or just no one knows, and you can see that there's potential and there's raw talent, and then just to be a part of the ride and help help in however way agents do, which is a lot of different ways. Like you brought up Sam. Like she's helping in a lot of different right. ways than normal agents would. Almost mothering her yeah. in a way. Yeah. Just, you know. And I can't stop talking about that fashion, too. Just bringing all that into it, which is something that agents didn't do 18 years ago. That's right. Yeah. Maybe Even, like, 10 years ago. In the television department, maybe? Maybe. But, like, I remember when I first moved here. um, 17, 18 years ago? Yeah. I moved here in 2002. Well, end of 2002. It was, like, 2003. Um, And, you know, it was just a different way of you waited for the artist to – we were the last – 
team member. They exactly. already had a deal, yes. a record deal. They usually had management and everything else was in place. The Publishing. single was about to go. Yeah. And then we came into play, yeah. right? And now, I mean, we're, in, I mean, I've signed a bunch of artists before anything else was even yes. attached, yes. right? Um, and so bring really them to cool. a manager. Yeah, yeah. And and bring them to a publisher sometimes, yeah. right? Um, I say, I think publishers and agencies are now about the first team members in for the yeah, most part. I think so too. Because um, we, I know, trade a lot of, you know, hey, have you heard this person? And they do the same to us. And then, you know, we're trying to build and develop them on the road. And then the labels are usually the last ones to be a part of the team now. Yeah. So yeah. it's totally changed. It is. But it's <laughs> exciting to be where you are. It is. It's fun. It's, it's fun always to watch. been fun on live. Yeah. I, I, I'm terrible in the studio. I get bored in the studio. It's yeah. not my jam. But I just, I do not get bored at load in. Nope. I love to crack the first truck and just watch it all build. Yep. I think it's fun. Well, because every day brings new energy and brings new whether it's problems or not problems, just new newness, yeah. right? And every yeah. fan that comes into that show that day, it's new for it's them. new for them. It's one of the most exciting yep. days of the year for them. Yep, and you can feel it. the The moment that the lights go down and yeah. there's that, yeah, I. Yeah, and like it's a visceral. In the studio, you can get a little bit of that physical, you know, attack yeah. attraction to the music, but it's different because, you know, they're they're being more focused. It's much more canned. We're live. It's it's whim. It's energy. It's you know, the artist is just reacting, and and the fans see that and feel that. Oh so, yeah, it, it's an arch of energy. Yeah, it is. Um, but again, just really quickly, Adam Voth, Matthew Morgan, Jonathan and Sonia. Yep. Oh oh, um, I forgot Rival Sons. Oh yeah. Several. See, we've got I a lot know. of we have a lot of nominees. It's, it's really exciting. exciting. It it's is exciting. really exciting. Okay, I'm gonna shift gears to something not as exciting. <laughs> I want to talk about the business of running a business. Yeah. So Nat is now part of your it is job of, description. Yes. So I always <laughs> say this: people bring their hopes, dreams, and wishes to the workplace. Right. And it's our job to help them achieve those. Yep. So we establish policies and a culture, and they're based on the realities of life. So let's just talk about some of the new culture, some mm -hmm. of the new programs. What does it take to attract new talent and keep new talent? Yep. It, I will say this as top down, going all the way up to Ari Emanuel and Patrick Weitzel and Mark Shapiro who run Endeavor and then WME is within the Endeavor yeah. world. It is ingrained upon us to think innovatively, to be creative, to work with your team members and push the boundaries, right. which is really exciting. So even down to the young level, yeah. I mean, when someone's coming in and just having an interview with us, right, whether it's an internship or entry-level type of job, I mean, that's what we're looking for. And we ask questions in that way. And then, you know, they may get put on a desk eventually. And, like, I'm looking for that in my assistants. Like, how are you solving these problems, you know, and being resourceful and being creative? Because I, I'm not, right. you know, I'm not always thinking of the most creative way. I want everyone around me to be thinking creatively so we're all – doing the best thing for our clients. And, and I think that problem solving is is something that people don't always show up with. That's right. Um, it's a skill. It is. That needs to be honed. Yep, that's right. It's when, and it's interesting, it's a hard skill to teach, but if you can encourage them to say failure is okay. Oh, but it's failure is great. Yep, failure is okay, so try it, yeah. right? Yeah. And and I'm we're all here to help you. So if it doesn't go well, you know, we can figure it out. We yeah. can problem solve through it. But like, if you don't even try, right. you're never going to adapt and get those skills. Yeah. And it's so important. I mean, talk about the live touring space. Like it's, there's a lot of problems and not in a bad way. Just like oh. you're navigating through tons of different issues. Again, every building, Challenges. Has, every building is different. Yep. Finding catering in every building is different. Yep. So 
Yep. There's the challenges. There's always challenges. Yeah. Um, what's important to the young talent? I've seen, I have seen a shift in the last five to six years. So I'm going to tell you something my niece said to me at Christmas, and I told this to Cole. She's, she's 25, uh-huh. and she works in finances and trucking. Okay. And she said, my generation is going to be the one that teaches you work-life balance. And it was great. It was, and I think they might be right. Yeah. And I was telling I read Cole, an article that said the same me, thing. Yeah. It's so interesting. So it's so funny you say that because there's there's a part of the generation that says, you know, we're taking this more in stride with work-life balance, which yeah. is important. And yeah. then there's there's some that are making, maybe taking it away on the life balance versus the work side. Yeah, I <laughs> and know. that evens out. It yeah. evens out. But then I read this article literally just the other day about... As you're as a young person, as you're building your value, because I always say you have to kind of earn the right, yes. right? Yes. So the other thing is, and this is tricky. It's like you also have to realize you have to earn the right and the trust of whoever your superiors or your team members, but also make sure they're perceiving you in the right way. Which I think goes back to work life balance because sometimes people are expecting you to be on call in our job, on call all the time. You need to answer my phone. You need to answer my text. Yes. I called your cell phone. You didn't answer. I called your office. You didn't answer. Now I'm texting you, and it's like. Yes. Well, I'm, you know, I can't be there in all places. So there's boundaries. Yes. But then if you do that in the right way, they're going to respect that perception of you that you have boundaries. That it's yes. like, hey, in a meeting, we'll call you in 40 minutes. We'll call you in at five o'clock. Right. Right. Like being responsive, but being able to go back with and more of an exact because then the perception is Becky's not ignoring me. She's not saying she doesn't want to work. She's not saying she doesn't want to help me. Right. She's telling me when she can help me. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it so does. it's I like you it build a perception that. I'm here to help, but I also have boundaries because there's a balance. Yes. I can't be you for you or for the person, you know, whatever they need may be, whether yep. it's your coworker, whether it's a client, a manager, whoever it may be in your work life, right? right. Um, and I thought that was very good advice because I think people get caught up with that where it's like, I'm just not going to answer because this is not the time I answer my emails or this is not the right. time I'm taking phone calls. Okay, but then now how are they perceiving you, right? So. Tell them why, just yeah. or, or maybe set up those parameters early on. So yeah. then the perception is, I respect her because she's has work life balance, yeah. right? But she also has set boundaries that I now know, and I can respect those boundaries. And I think that naturally, I'm trying to really put that into my own paradigm because I said in an email earlier today, I'm here in the office until two, yep. and then available on cell phone at four thirty, just to tell you yep. what's going to happen. Yep. Um, and then let's talk about because. That's a nice segue into collaborating. Yeah. So I think that this yet younger generation really likes to collaborate. Yes. Do you agree? I feel the okay. same way. Yeah. There's a lot of group projects right. that we're that our younger like our trainees do and they seem to thrive on that. I think so. They really like the brainstorming and the and the best idea wins and really working together, yes. which is great. Yes. It's been great for our culture because we I mean really preach for like I said from the top down that it's like your colleagues and your team is your team. Right. So don't try to go lone wolf it. If you go on your own, you know. You're out on your own. You're out on your own. Yeah. 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 And and you need the combined pool of resources and thinking and ideas to right. really succeed now. Because I'll throw something out there. You'll yep. smooth off the rough edges. Yep. I also think that that is something particular to live. Because yeah. live has always been a team sport. That's right. There's always, you know, 11 or 12 you need, people on a bus. Yeah, you need a whole crew. There's always, yeah. You, yep. Literally, it's a crew. <laughs> literally. Yep. Okay. Um, so talk to me about Talk the Talk. Yeah. What kind of tools are you giving the women at William Morris through that? Oh, I love Talk the Talk. So so I don't know anything about it. Okay, let and me I'm tell you gonna, the origins. i to say that. So. so I read Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In, 
yeah. you know, a while back when she first wrote it and was really inspired on how she was helping the women in her field and just talking about, like, we all need to come together and really create your own lean-in group, right? right? And use each other and support each other. So I was like, we need to be doing that here. Because when I was promoted to agent, there were three other women. I mean, it was very, and that was good for an agency in Nashville at that time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and here's the difference in my generation. I've never had a female boss. See, that's never so interesting. Never had a female yep. boss. Many tours, the only female. One tour, there was a yep. wardrobe mistress. So I was out on an island. Yep of the island of man yeah and me and you yeah right yes and and my thought was there's you know there's so many more women who want to be doing this job they and just should and, and could sh- yes should, should and, and could. could and it's and they may just not feel like there's someone to reach out to there's a role model so you know we came together as the women that were agents then and, and it was my baby like I want to bring people in and how do we encourage and empower and inspire right. the women in our office to keep doing whatever they want to do, whether it's an agent or where they want to go into promotions, whether they want to, whatever, yeah. right? Like it, it doesn't matter. So, um, so basically we bring in a guest speaker. Um, it's not as I've tried to do once a month, but sometimes schedules don't align. So it's not always once a month. Right. Um, and it's everyone from, we've had a business manager, we've had a finance coach we've had a executive coach who coached us on confidence and how to present with confidence right um we've brought in entrepreneurs who have a female you know female run businesses and they have a female staff um so it's literally any woman who's in the nashville eco i mean we had when right before she was mayor we had megan barry come in so just women professional women within the nashville community that just have an interesting story and they just talk about that. And and so one of my favorites when we just did at the end of the year was this woman who has a um, scientific kind of quiz, if you will, that you take online and it's about your aptitudes. Okay. And so she's developed this research where once you, it, it's not like, it's not like a strengths finder quiz. Okay. It's like your aptitude is you're better. I'm better at recognizing patterns and someone else was better at recognizing more creative, abstract things. And so she's like, know that these are your aptitudes right. that you're innately have and how to use them to your advantage. And it was great. Everyone was like, Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. No wonder I like, you know, look working more visual. And I'm like, I, I'm a numbers person. Like yes, give me the numbers, give me the contract, you know, and I can see patterns. Yeah. So and- it was very interesting to see that. And like, all of, you know, just as the women can then walk away with some one confidence on like, I'm yeah. good at this yeah. and I should lean into this and keep using this to my advantage. Right. And and just feeling empowered and supported. Yes. Um, because if I already made that mistake mm-hmm. and I can tell you about it, um, then there's no sense in you facing that stumbling block. Right. It's just don't do it. Yep. yep. Here's, here's three keys to the city. Use them anytime you want. Yep. That's right. Right. Why? Why not take a shortcut? Yep. B- because it's not. Yep. It's just a. It's a roadmap. That's right. It's a roadmap, not That's a shortcut. Right. Okay. So, uh, being conscious of time, <laughs> um, we're talking about creativity. Mm-hmm. It is my opinion that smaller and mid-sized venues and smaller and mid-sized acts have to be more creative. Yeah. I just think it's true. Yep. Um, arenas book whatever is touring at that level. Sure. And they have to be creative with the use of space and how to maximize that. Um, you know, to generate more revenue, but I think that a, an event calendar for a smaller build, building is more creative. Yep. So you were the, you, so you're not a, um, a regional anymore, but no, you were. I was. And this was your region. Yeah, that's right. So tell me who does it really well. Like, give me some examples of who's really creative with their smaller mid-sized venues. You know, um, that's a great question. Okay. I think there's a lot of difference 
in, in how people have been creative. Obviously, the Ryman has done a lot of great residencies, which is a creative way to bring in a larger act right. and do multiple plays. So do you know who the first multi-night act was at the Ryman? You booked him. Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy did a three-night run. Yep. Mike Smartak and Darren Lashinsky was there. And then the second was Keith Urban. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And I and that's there's other cities that are doing that model. Right. You know, it's an interesting concept. It's great. I like that yeah. model a lot. And it's it's a nice option for the artists too because they can say they can just come play the market differently. And a different smaller venue like that, especially like the Ryman. Right. I mean, it's just a cool energy to have versus going into the arenas. And then you get to relax on night yep. two and three. Yep. Um, I did Harry for the holidays yep. one time, and the second night was extraordinary. Like it was and the he, second night's usually the oh, best night. It's so good. The first night everyone's a little okay, get through the first night. But it night. does have that energy. The first yeah. night has a particular yep. nature to it. But then the second night is just yeah. it's a re and you can feel that it's a residency. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting down. This is my sofa. This is my room. Yep. And I'm just going to own it. Yep. Um, so, and I love that it's expanded to other cities. Yeah. And I often say you can't replicate in Nashville um, what you do. Louisville just can't do what Nashville does yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that's true. But Every market has its own little, you know, interesting thing. It does. So, like, City Winery is interesting because they obviously have properties everywhere. Right. Yeah. Um, and they can do some creative things. Like, I did... Um, Sarah Evans is, is one of my clients, yeah. and she came out with a family project. So her daughters and her oh, son yeah. were all part of the band. Right. And they had some very interesting covers that they sang together as a family. You know, she obviously had her, Sarah Evans, original music in there to her hits. But we did it at all these city wineries because it was an intimate experience. Yeah. And we could showcase the family. You know, it was just a different way to present her. She would normally you know, not play a city winery because she would play a much a larger venue in right. that in those markets. Um, but I think they've been really good at adapting into like whether it's small, intimate, kind of acoustic types of setups. There's also been some of our artists who are doing really cool VIP things with like yeah, small yeah, yeah. Yes. venues like City Winery because yeah. you can have a small enough group in there to do a really cool activation, right? Yeah. Where in the theater or an arena, most of your VIP activations are the meet and greet and the photos yes. and that's it, right? And the experience. Yep. Yeah. But like, you know, at City Winery, they have a wine. They could, you know, you can have your own wine line with Sarah Evans wine oh, on it. Yeah. She, we did that as part of the um, Barker Family Band experience. So just a lot of cool things. Who came up with that? Well, she did. Did she? She. She's very creative. She is. She, she really was is. thinking about her next album and she wanted... And her girls are now old enough that they're, I mean, they've grown up on the road, but they're going out with her a lot more. And one of them, Olivia, was singing backup. And then her son, Avery, just graduated high school and is t taking this whole year to tour with his mom before he got into Berkeley. But I don't know if he's going to Berkeley or not yet. We'll see. But anyway, he just wanted to get on the road. Yeah. Um, so she was like, well, why don't we do something? It was, you know, a short I run. Love it. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I remember the photos. Yeah, too. The photos super were cool. great. I didn't get to see it. I missed yeah. that one. I know. We did a short run, and we've talked about whether we did it again. Do I don't, it again. I don't know. Avery, her son, may or may not want to be a part of it. Oh. <laughs> he may be ready to go on to school and do his own thing, and we'll see. It's but hard to convince an 18-year-old boy to do yeah. something he does With his mom, too. With his mom. <laughs> I know a thing or two about mother-daughter acts, too. Um, yes, okay. do. So, in the creative field, let's talk about Tennille Towns. Yes. She... I love her. I'm I so excited her. for her. And unique. Yes. Uh, you had A storyteller. Yeah. And this just has her own voice. Yeah. And she, when you found her, she was already like that. Yeah. Like, I made that up. I get that feeling. Yeah. That that is just her. Yeah. Yeah. She's very authentic. Yeah. Extremely authentic. Um, and like I said, such a great storyteller. And a singular voice. Like, yeah. It's just... Yeah, it Those cuts don't through. Show up yeah, all the time. She so her EP's coming out next month. An album is hopefully set for spring. Okay, and we're creating a cool little intimate um, run in certain markets. Um, 
it'll be small listening rooms for the okay. same kind of thing. She, you know, she is such a storyteller, like how to connect with her fans on a very intimate level. Yeah. Um, so that it's all the road leading up to her album launch. And it's something where, you know, now we we all want to supersize and super serve the fans. I know. I was just Especially at an that. early level like I that. I just think that she can project to a really she, big yeah, room. That's right. Okay. So it's interesting. So it, it's exciting. We're literally in the final stages of planning that and hoping to announce here in the next couple of weeks. I'm excited. Yeah. So that one I will not miss. Okay. I saw her in Nashville like in the fall. Yeah. Okay. And, in a sea of acts, like she really stood out. She really did. She does. Yeah. She, um, yeah, she cuts through. I'm excited for her. And here's the other one too is Lanco. Yeah. So when was it? Cole's behind the camera. Like two years ago, there was something, I don't even know how it came across YouTube, but I stopped, I listened to the entire song. I went into Cole's office and I go, do you know Lanco? And he was like, well, yes, I do. <laughs> but those guys, they had it because that's hard to do. And it, for me, it's just a band full of guys yeah. to do something different. Yep. And I think it's clever and there's an energy there. Yeah. They, um, so they're one that I've, like I had a good friend who was in publishing right. who hadn't signed them yet, but she was thinking about signing them. And she was like, you got to come out and see this band yeah. that I'm thinking about. And I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like from the first show I saw, they, Brandon, the yeah. lead and, and front guy, really knows how to connect with an audience and sort of the rest of them. But I like he's, he's so like energetic and just he knows how to connect. And it's, that has been their strongest asset you yeah. know I mean the music is great yeah. right but their their strength is their live show I see them as like an Eric Church where radio is what it is yeah. right they have radio success but it's going to be the live show and yeah. their fans are going to be these cult rabid fans because they already are right you know they're driving long distances to come see them um yeah it's been really exciting to watch yeah like three years out of college yeah maybe? oh yeah they're young three? <laughs> so it's exciting to see how that band's gonna how grow is Tennille? uh young mid-20s Early that's 20s. fun though. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, uh, but it comes with that same that same thing that we talked about earlier with the workforce. I mean, that applies to an artist as well. That's right. Like you, I don't. I hate to say the word mother, but you, you we have some life experience that we yep. can share. Just to don't get caught up in this. Don't get caught up in yep. that. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Ask for help when you need it. Well, and especially at that young age where they do feel like I need to be doing everything. I need to be doing everything. Right. And I'm like, you do, but not some things you don't need yes. to be doing. Some things and, won't move the needle and it will right. just wear you out, you know? And, and sit back and relax. Watch what's going on and pick. Yeah. Like, pick what you want to do. Yep. You don't have to do everything. Like, you don't have to do everything You don't have to do everything. Once. Yeah. You don't have to say yes to everything. That's right. Uh, that's part of your job. It's yep. a big part of your job. It is. Just to say no. Yeah. And to, there's to a your power client. of no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And people have to remember that, too. Like, there's a power in saying no. Yeah. It's or, hard to do. Or not now. <laughs> or not now. Not now. That's right. Not yet. Let's come and back to sometimes this. sometimes just yeah. no today. Yep. No today. That's right. Okay. So on the other end of the spectrum, we have Rascal Flats. Yay. I know. Gosh, 20 years. It's crazy. Yes. I know. A long, so it's long farewell. time. Farewell. Okay. It's the first 25 are on sale. Mm -hmm. Are there going to be more? Yes. There's okay, more good. coming. That's what I thought. We talked There's about more coming. That. There's some markets that are special markets that are being announced later. Okay. Um, yeah. It's really exciting. They But they're crossing the entire country on oh, yeah. this first one. Okay. Yep. They're doing... You know, they're, they're doing, obviously, a lot of the big amphitheaters, and then we have some other markets yeah. that are coming in um, okay. on a secondary kind of wave of announce, which is exciting. And they've got a lot of things that they're working through right now, um, some VIP stuff for their fans, obviously. Yes. They have 
you know, 20 years of fame. And what's it's so interesting to see, and I saw this last summer, and I know I'll see it even more this summer, is the multi-generations that are coming yeah. out to the show. Yeah, I've done that. So it's, you know, it's a mother, father, and their, you know, their late teens or early 20s mm-hmm. children that are coming out. Um, so it's exciting to see how that music has literally for 20 years you know, and then there's people who are like, oh my God, we got married to this song. Exactly. Right. And they're celebrating their anniversaries or their whatever it is. Um, so it's really exciting to see. The fabric of their uh, life. Yeah, their life. For 20 years. Yeah. There's those moments. So they're going to do a lot of things to give back to the fans okay. this summer um, through some fan activation and some VIP stuff. And it's going to be really exciting. It's crazy though. 20 years. I yeah. Know. Yeah. Farewell. <laughs> I know. All right. So we've decided, Cole and I have decided, this is the question of the year. And the question of the year is, what industry trend is over? I'll start. Please do. Perhaps moving to Nashville might be a trend that's over. (laughs) I totally agree. (laughs) I mean, we love Nashville. I love living here. I've been here for 35 years. Mm, I've been here for 17. But when people show up and then are just kind of expected... You know, oh, I'm just going to be in Nashville and now everything's going to be great. No, and Nashville's going to take care of me yeah. and give me a job and launch my career. It's, it's just... It's too competitive. It's super competitive these days. And that's a great thing for Nashville because oh, yeah. our talent pool just continues yes. to get better and better. So I, we just don't want to mislead anyone because then you come here and then you're disappointed that yeah. something didn't turn out. As it's still a lovely place to live. That's it's right. a lovely place to live. It is. But bring your A game. Bring your A game because that's what we're all expecting. Yes. And that's what we've always been expecting. Yeah. So... So we like your mantra, and I'm going to get it right. Oh. I always choose to sit at the table. Yes. We'll talk about that for just a minute as we close. So as a woman, it was easy to be in rooms where you were maybe the only woman, and it was like, yeah. oh, I'll just, you know, I'll sit over here. I'll sit on the side. And I was like, no, no, no. I earned my right to be at this table. In the middle. In the middle. Mm-hmm. I have something to say. Yep. So I'm going to make sure I'm at the table, because if you're not at the table, you're not playing the game. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I think it's so easy for sometimes, and this is not just a men and, or not just a woman thing. I've seen men do this too, where they're like, oh, I'll just sit back here. And I'm like, ah. Oh, get in the middle. Get in the middle because you can't, you can't add to the conversation if you're not literally at the table in the conversation. And also, if you're not at the table, but you're on the outskirts, when things tip yep. and things get washed away, yep. you're not in the center. That's right. That's like right. If you're in the center... You're in the middle. You're in the middle. Yep. So it's so it's the metaphor of like just yeah, being in the middle and and you know, I talk about finding your value because like if, if you know your value yep. and why you're there, yep. you you deserve to be in the middle. And it goes back to the coming to Nashville mm-hmm. or finding a job in general. Yep. I always ask what's your specific skill? Because mm-hmm. if you say I like marketing, I don't hear anything. Yep. But if you say I know how to code accounts receivable. I have a forklift driver's um, license. I know the difference between riggers up and down. Uh, it's a hard skill as opposed to a soft skill. Yep. I love music. It's not a skill. Yep. Yep. That's I know how exactly to, right. I know how to write code. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If you know how to write code, you get a skill. I think that's a big thing, people coming in and being very specific. Because you can even say, like if you said, I like marketing, and here's how I've used my marketing skills, and you give very specific examples. Yes. Show I mean, me. Yeah. yeah. Show tell me. Tell. tell me how mm-hmm. you did it, how you've used it, what it what it means to you. But like just like, oh, I'm a general, I'm pretty good at marketing. You're yeah. like, well, or I'm organized. I mean, my organized. mom's good at marketing. Right. You know, I, I mean, know. she markets a lot of things for my sisters and me, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, on that happy note, thank you for your time. No, thank you for it's having been me. Fun. Absolutely. Okay, here's to a great year. Yes. Okay. 2020. 2020.